My name's Asira Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in on this show, I give advice to any focusing creatures who may need it. Reuven, what is that? That piece of paper you're filling out, what is that? Is that a wind chimes order form? Oh, Reuven, not you too. Unfortunately, listeners, our station manager Reuven has fallen victim to a scam that is sweeping our corner of the towering forest. Even more unfortunately, I'm the only person who seems to know or care that everyone's getting scammed. Last week, I was buying groceries at the market when I noticed a new table over by the fishmonger stand. The table stood out to me because it didn't look like the person sitting there had any wares. All they had was a stack of papers, some pencils, and a big sign that read, Ask me about wind chimes. So I made like a D-flop and asked the person at the table about wind chimes. They introduced themselves as Bald Young Valley, Grevlons, and I'm putting this in quotes, Number one wind chime sale person. They asked if I own any wind chimes, and I said, No, I don't. And they were aghast. According to Valley, there's a rare creature called a wolverine that's been terrorizing Grevlon with its deadly howls. Allegedly, if one hangs wind chimes by their window, the howls will set off the wind chimes, which will drown out the sound enough to negate the deadly effects. Reuven, stop filling out the form! None of that is real! Look, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but something about this smelled fishy to me. But like I said, I was right next to the fishmonger, so I took an information packet and a form from Valley, finished my shopping, and left the market. On my way home, I stopped at the library. Very valuable resource, folks. Highly recommend. I recruited three librarians to help me look up this wolverine creature. And believe it or not, there was zero record of any such creature. Not a single sentence. Then I looked up Zeminen, which is the special metal the information packet said the wind chimes were made of. Doesn't exist. The forge where the wind chimes are lovingly handcrafted by skilled metalsmiths also doesn't exist. So, Reuven, putting all of that together, couldn't one come to the conclusion that these wind chimes you're putting in an order for also don't exist? Fine, wave me off. It's your loss. After leaving the library, I started noticing signs posted everywhere warning people about the wolverine and encouraging them to visit Valley's table at the market and pick up an order form for these wind chimes. I tore down as many as I could, but the next day, the signs had made like a decapitated hydra and multiplied. Now, almost everyone I know is putting in orders for these wind chimes, despite my efforts to convince them that this bald young Valley person is nothing but trouble. With a capital T that rhymes with V, and then put two V's together to make a W, and that stands for wind chimes. Anyway, to wrap up my public service announcement, do not buy wind chimes from Bald Young Valley. I'd be very surprised if anyone even receives them, much less if they actually do what they're being sold to do, seeing as how the metal they're made of doesn't exist, the forge they're made in doesn't exist, and the wolverine they're made to ward against doesn't exist exist. End of PSA. Start of advice giving. Although I guess I was already advising people not to fall for the wind chime scam. Okay, continuing the advice, let's read some letters. If you need some advice, you can send your letters to Dearless Fira at the Towering Forest radio station. Our first letter comes from a well. They write, Dearless Fira, I'm a competitive fisher. Not just in attitude, I regularly compete in fishing competitions, and I regularly win. That is, until Plyson Have joined the competition circuit. 
I'd never heard of Plyzen before I met him for the first time at the Gelfire Comp, but now he's taken the competitive fishing world by storm. He won first place that day, which was pretty surprising, considering I'd never heard of him before. Gelfire is a pretty advanced competition, and the winners are usually people who are well-known on the circuit. I chalked it up to beginner's luck, congratulated him, and went home with second place. Then, Plyzen showed up at the Nawairi Delta competition. And again, placed first, this time breaking records with how fast he did it. I'm a good loser, though, so I just shook his hand and brushed it off. Then came the Echo Lake competition. Now, if you don't know, the Echo Lake competition is tricky because the oglefish that live there are the most picky eaters in Grevlon. The only food they'll immediately go for is poppy melon, so that's been banned from the competition to keep things interesting. I watched Plyzen bait his hook with regular old bait, same as I was using. But somehow, not 10 minutes had passed before Plyzen was reeling in five oglefish. No one had ever seen anything like it. That's when I began to get suspicious. There's no way anyone's catching five oglefish with regular bait after just 10 minutes. It's unheard of. So I started to do some research into this guy. And I find out that he attended Back in Cat's Academy of Magic with, get this, a major in transfiguration. So now I'm thinking that Plyson is transfiguring his bait once it's in the water. Every competition has bait restrictions because of course someone is going to catch fish faster with a banned food like a giant marshmallow hook to their line. And at this last comp, I think he transformed his regular bait into poppy melon to appeal to the picky oglefish. I don't know what to do now. I don't want to make any accusations without proof, but this guy can't keep getting away with winning if he's cheating. Appreciate any insight you might have. Love the show. Thanks. Oh well. Hmm. Sounds like there's something fishy going on with this guy. <laughs> oh, don't give me that look, Reuven. I know I already made that joke like three minutes ago. I wouldn't have made it then if I'd have known there was about to be a better opportunity. Go back to filling out your scam form. <sighs> this is a tough situation. There's got to be a way to be more sure of what he's doing before trying to catch him in the act. Oh, what if... At the next competition, you try to convince him that a certain kind of bait is irresistible to the fish. Something that's within the realm of the rules, but that the fish definitely won't go for. If you're worried he won't take your advice, maybe just let him overhear you telling someone else that you'll be using this bait and that you're confident you'll instantly win. Then, if he loses that competition, you'll know that he took your advice and transfigured his regular bait to the unappealing bait. Once you're more sure in your theory, then you can take steps to catch him in the act. I get not wanting to accuse someone without proof, but maybe you can just mention your suspicions to the competition organizers without pointing any fingers and suggest they put a system into place to monitor the bait underwater. Like, ooh, like casting an invisibility and a water breathing spell on someone so they can referee underwater. That's fun. Another option is to just let this person know of your suspicions and that you're planning on bringing them to the organizers. If they're innocent, they'll have nothing to worry about. But if they're not, maybe they'll stop. But I have no idea how cutthroat the world of fishing competitions gets, so don't do that if you think it'll endanger your life in any way. I hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. Our next letter comes from Ablin, who writes, Dear Lysphira, My friend keeps borrowing stuff from me and never gives anything back. We've been friends for a few years now, but it took me until recently to notice how every time I'd lent something to her, I'd have to ask for it back. 
The pattern finally became clear to me when I was looking for my self-mixing spoon last week and remembered I'd lent it to this friend months ago. At the time, she said she just needed it for the weekend, and it completely slipped my mind that she's had it all this time. I didn't have the time to get it from her, so I had to mix five bowls of dough manually. I had claw cramps for a full day afterwards. I don't think she's purposefully trying to steal from me. Every time I ask for something back, she happily returns it without issue, although she never shows any remorse for not returning it sooner. Now that I've noticed this pattern, I'm pretty frustrated. I like helping my friends out, but I don't want to have to keep asking her for my own stuff back if I ever want it returned. What should I do? Thanks, Ablin. Okay, so full disclosure, I used to be pretty bad at returning things to people. I'd have a thing and be like, okay, I'm done with this, time to return it. And then I'd put it down for a second and suddenly it's two weeks later and I'm being asked for it back. But every time someone had to ask me to return something I'd borrowed, I'd always be very apologetic. Because they really shouldn't have to ask me to give it back. So I started putting systems into place to help myself remember to return things. I have a box that I keep by the front door where I put anything that needs returning. As soon as I'm done doing the thing, I go and put it in the box. Then, every time I leave the tree, I check to see if there's anything to return while I'm out. It works pretty well. Of course, you can't force your friend to do any of this to fix the issue. In fact, it seems like your friend might not even realize there is an issue. They might think it's perfectly fine to hold on to something they've borrowed until they're asked for it back. So my first suggestion would be to bring up the problem and ask if they could make more of an effort to return things without being reminded. Once they've been made aware that you expect for your items to be returned as soon as your friend is done with them, they might make more of an effort to do so. If nothing seems to change after that, though, you have two routes to go down. Stop lending things to them, or figure out your own way to remember to get your stuff back before you get into a situation that leaves you with claw cramps. An idea actually popped into my head when I was talking about my own issue with remembering to return things. I never had trouble returning library books because my local library has a charm on all of their books that automatically teleports the book back to its shelf once the borrowing time is up. One time I was on the last few pages about to find out who the killer was, and then poof, the borrowing time was up and the book was gone. I ran to the library to read those last few pages. So you could get a... I think it's called a boomerang charm. You could put a boomerang charm on any items you're lending out. If you're not a spellcaster yourself, you can get one of those wands with pre-installed spells to cast the charm on the item before lending it out. You just have to set a time for when the charm will be activated. And once the time is up, poof, it's returned back to you. I guess the non-magical route would be to just keep a list of things you've loaned out and when you loaned them. Then you can check it every once in a while to see if it's time to ask for something back. But I think it's more fun to say, poof, I hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back to take a call. If you need some advice, you can tell your speaking plant to call Dearless Fira at the Towering Forest radio station. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey there, spellwriters. Have you been feeling like the wording of your curses aren't striking enough fear into those you cast them upon? Are you tired of tiny mistakes turning your best spells into mess spells? Or maybe you feel like your rhymes aren't quite up to snuff. Hi, I'm Ismolda Childers, one of Grevlon's top spell editors and the founder of Spellcheck, a course designed by yours truly to help you take your spell writing game to the next level. Throughout this 10 session course, you'll learn all my wand tips and magic tricks to composing the perfect spell. Topics covered include atonement, accurately conveying tone so people know if they're being charmed or hexed. Blood of Dwarf and Bone Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Healing your hand. Didn't sound like it. 
Oh, sorry. Blood of Dwarf and Bone of... Kill your darlings or get killed. How to cut out unnecessary filler words. Espin haskaleno sejife lareli malabil hovzana havzana hevzana... Fireball! Passive-aggressive. How using passive voice can bring that ancient magic vibe that so many wizards strive for. I will turn you into a gollywaddle. Yeah, sure, dude. Whatever you say. Hmm. You will be turned into a gollywaddle by me! Okay, okay, I believe you! Our course roster is filling up quickly, so if you want to become the best spellcaster you can be, tell your speaking plant to call Ismolda Childers at Spellcheck to start your journey. Sorry, I mean... Your journey will begin once your speaking plant is told by you to call Ismolda Childers. Spell you later. And we're back with Dearlisphera! Great news, listeners! I've convinced Reuven to not put in an order for those wind chimes. I patiently explained to him the importance of fact-checking and how scammers rely on fear-mongering to trick people, and he let me tear up the order form. I am a bit concerned because this whole time I've been talking, he's been at his desk intently writing something, and he never looks like that when working on his crossword puzzles, which is making me think that he had a spare copy of the order form and was just making me think I'd convinced him to get me to leave him alone. But we'll have to address that later because we have a caller on the vine. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, Lysphera. Big fan. Big fan. Wow, thank you. Always nice to talk to a fan. What was that? Oh, <laughs> no apologies. I'm in the midst of a very important project at work. I was reminding my employees to acquire the giant fan we need for our endeavor. Oh, very cool. May I ask what the fan is being used for? It's not every day you see a giant fan. Unless you're a giant, I guess. But that wouldn't be a giant fan for them. It'd just be a fan. You talk now. Well, I I can't say too much, but let's just say the paper airplane competition in Cordal this weekend is going to get a bit of a surprise. Ooh, I love a good surprise. I'd love to be surprised by one someday. They haven't gotten me yet. What can I help you with today, Dozar? It's about one of my employees, Frevin. He's been having some behavioral issues, and I'm having trouble handling the whole situation. Hmm, that sounds tough. What kind of behavioral issues? It started small, just little things within the company, like doing people favors without asking for anything in return, and bringing desserts to the office. Once, I was even told he offered to sit for someone while they were away on vacation. Can you believe it? I, um, yes? Well, you have quite an imagination on you. But it only got worse from there. Frevin started acting out while in the field. I've gotten reports of him doing good deeds, like saving cats from trees and escorting elderly women across the street. I'm sorry, I'm just a little confused. What's the issue here? Is it that Frevin is doing other things while he's supposed to be working? It's not that he's doing other things on the job. It's the nature of the things. I encourage all my employees to partake in extracurriculars as long as they align with the company's mission. And that mission is... Oh, apologies. I should have given more context. 
next. Here I am, eager to complain about my issues, and I haven't even properly introduced myself. My name is Dozar the Wicked, Scorn of Sundar, Ayah of the Iwern, Minor Nuisance of Newville! I'm an evil wizard. Oh, Namorous. So now you understand my plight. Frevin's do-gooder actions are doing irreparable damage to my brand. I can't have an employee of mine going around helping people load their grocery baskets into their carts. Grocery baskets are for stealing, or at the very least, knocking out of people's hands. I think... Wow. I think, for the first time in this show's history, I have to abstain from giving advice. What? Why? Because you're an evil wizard! I can't advise you! Oh, don't be such a wet blanket. I'm not that evil. I'm not being a... Fine. How evil are you? Well, our last project I was very proud of. We diverted a river away from a town to use the water for my own personal hybrid water park slash amusement park. That's so bad. That's terrible. I know, right? No, I mean... I also love a good old-fashioned theft. Stealing pies from windowsills. Stealing cookies from windowsills. Stealing windowsills. Uh, that's always a fun one. No one ever sees that coming. Why would you steal a windowsill? So people don't have anywhere to leave their baked goods to cool. Then I send someone to their door and have them say, Hello, I'm the official town cooler. Do you have any baked goods that you need cooled? And the person will say, Oh, what luck! My windowsill has just gone missing. Please cool this pie for me. And my employee will say, No problem! I will return with the pie once it's cool. But you know what happens then, Lysphira? They don't return the pie? You've heard of the scheme! It was pretty easy to follow where you were going with that. Of course, I would never send Frevin to do a task like that. Frevin would probably walk the pie around town until it cooled down, then return it. <coughs> Disgusting behavior. People actually give their pies to you? Often! It's like taking candy from a baby. Which is another thing I like to do. Although, I prefer taking candy from adults. Believe it or not, they tend to throw bigger tantrums than the babies. This is absurd. You are not a good person. Frevin is a good person. If anything, I'd advise Frevin to stop working for you. Come now, don't be like that. I also give back to communities. How? Don't sound so doubtful. I'm a very giving person. Just the other day, I cast a curse that gave a man a little itch in the middle of his back where he wouldn't be able to reach it. Oh, that's not... Also, there was that time I gave all those people a ten-second head start to run before I transformed the grass into springy sprongs. <laughs> oh, they look so ridiculous bouncing around. Giving people a 10-second head start to run from something bad isn't nice. I didn't say I was nice. I said I was giving. 
Also, technically, I only gave them a five-second head start. I lied when I said they had ten seconds. You should have seen the looks on their faces. I can imagine. Plus, I give people a common enemy. Do you know how many fights and feuds have been put to the side so people could band together to oppose me? I'm sure you can at least appreciate that. I just feel like there are kinder ways to bring people together than by making them mad you stole their river to supply your water park. A, a hybrid water park slash amusement park. Why don't you just fire Frevin? If he's causing you so many issues, just let him go. It's a real mess right now. I don't want to send him into that. I'm evil, Lysphira, not a monster. It just doesn't seem like he's equipped to do the evil things you want him to do. Ugh, I know. I've moved him from department to department, and nothing sticks. I thought for sure he'd thrive in HR. That way he could be secretly bad while acting like the good guy. But he still managed to help people. What do you have him doing now? Right now he's in Aftermath. They deal with any blowback we get from our projects. Law enforcement, bounties, curses placed on us and our bloodlines. Things like that. Do you get a lot of blowback from your... projects? For sure. I don't consider a project a success without any. It can get a bit frustrating, sure. Makes it more difficult to proceed with new projects when we're dealing with having to move our headquarters for the fifth time in a month because the archers with flaming arrows found us again. I'm starting to get an idea. Hmm. Me too. Flaming arrows. Let me write that down. What if you made Frevin... The head of Aftermath. And demote Groglin? He's been the head of Aftermath for almost five years! He'll be crushed! I love it! <laughs> Keep talking. Uh, okay. Make Frevin the head of Aftermath and tell him to just do his thing. You mean all his good deed nonsense? Yes. Well, no, it's not nonsense. Never mind. Yes. Have him do all his good deed nonsense. He can deliver pies to towns you've recently stolen from, and bring water to places you've diverted rivers from. And give me another example of something you've done. Enchanted trees to throw fruit at people. Why? It's hilarious. How? Well, the people go to pick fruit from the trees, and then the trees throw the fruit at them. Classic setup and punchline. And that's a free comedy lesson for you, Lysphira. See, I told you I'm giving. Sure. Fine. So, Frevin can get the trees disenchanted and help people harvest the fallen fruit. I don't get the point of having him do this. How does picking up fruit help me deal with blowback from my projects? Well, if someone from your organization immediately shows up to mitigate the harm you've caused with your project, don't you think it's less likely those people will come after you? I suppose that's true. Honestly, people might even start welcoming you, if they know that it'll be followed by even more delicious pies or help harvesting that they didn't have before. Wait, I don't want that. I can't have people welcoming me. I'm an evil wizard. Oh, right. Sorry, I 
misspoke. They wouldn't welcome you. They'd probably hate you more, actually, because they'll have a direct comparison of what a good person is like from Frevin, making you look all the more evil. Now that, that I like. And maybe over time you'll discover that you want to allocate more and more resources to Aftermath to keep minimizing blowback. There's a lot Frevin could do with those resources to make you look even worse in comparison. You're making a lot of sense, Lysphira. You know, I had my doubts about calling you for help because I thought you seemed too much like Frevin. But you're more devious than I gave you credit for. Oh, thank you. I'll go deliver Frevin his promotion now. Ooh, I can't wait to see the look on Groglin's face. You've been a huge help, Lysphira. No problem. Hey, what's the big fan for? We're going to use it to blow all the paper airplanes into the sky. People will be like, oh no, my airplane. Right. Maybe tell Frevin to stock up on paper. I will do that. Hey, Dozar, as an evil wizard, would you say you have a lot of knowledge on other evil people in Grevlon? Sure. I like to keep up on the who's who of villainry. I'm a proud subscriber of the Bad Folks Periodical. Why do you ask? Have you ever heard of Bald Young Valley? They're a wind chime salesperson. <laughs> Bald Young Valley? I love that rascal. Most ingenious scammer I've ever met. I heard they one time tricked a mermaid into buying shoes. Shoes! For a mermaid! Interesting. So, these wind chimes... Absolutely fake. Not real at all. I don't even think they have any wind chimes. They just take the orders and skip down. Personally, I like to stick around and see the looks on people's faces when they realize that evil has been done to them. But to each their own. Well, thank you, Dozar. You've been very helpful. I have. Rats. Frevin's been a terrible influence on me. Oh, well. Farewell, Lysphira. Farewell, Dozar. And Reuven's ripping up his backup order form. Thank you, Dozar. Spread the word, listeners. The wind chimes are fake, and Baljung Valley is a windbag. I don't feel great about giving advice to an evil wizard, but hopefully Frevin can manage to do some good. And now I'm going to talk at length about all the ways you can do good in your community. Number one. Okay, now that Dozar's gone. Frevin, if you're listening, you can take the organization down from the inside out. Recruit more to your cause. Continue your work. The good deeds of Aftermath will overtake the villainy of Dozar the... Namorous alive, he had so many names and I can't remember a single one. Anyway, you've got this, Frevin. I think that's a good place to call it for today. Thank you for listening to Dear Lysphira. Next up we have... The pleasant tinkling of wind chimes. No! Enough with the wind chimes! No more wind chimes! <sighs> I'll talk to you all again real soon, listeners. But in the meantime, keep your chin up and don't buy any wind chimes. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, edited, and written by Katie Siegel. Lesphira and the sponsor were voiced by Katie Siegel. Dozar was voiced by Oren Merhov. And I'm Nicole. Hi. If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute and leave a kind review on the Apple Podcast app. If you do, Katie will go fishing with you. For more Dear Lesphira, check out at Dear Lesphira on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. 
You can also join the Chattering Grove Discord. The link to that is in the description. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!